What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, man, y'all done tuned in for another episode of All Truth, No Chaser. I'm so honored to have y'all tuning in with me today. Hey, let's get some business out the way. Go to Instagram, All Truth underscore No Chaser. That's All Truth underscore No Chaser. Hit that follow button for me. And whatever platform you're listening on, I need you to subscribe and I want you to share it with your people so they can join in on this good community. You feel me? I think we got a good one for you. So let's just get into it. What's going on, guys? Listen, so I saw this commercial right i saw this commercial yesterday and it, it got me wondering so it it had like uh this commercial had will i am in it and like everybody in the commercial the commercial was built on colon cancer okay and it, it was so weird because the only faces they showed in this commercial were people of color and i was like why why is will i am in this commercial only showing people of color like what what is is this something i don't know about as it pertains to colon cancer and then that led me down the line of our health like what are we doing to take care of ourselves like what's going on with that and come to find out, you know, the reason why everybody in that commercial were people of color is because the rates are higher as it pertains to people of color, younger people, younger people of black and brown people have higher rates of colon cancer. You know, Chadwick Bozeman died of colon cancer. And I was just like, man, you know, what is it about us? When I say us, I mean men. Um, and women too, you know, this, these conversations, I hope these conversations also, uh, I hope they also create, provoke thought for your own selves, even though, you know, the people I'm talking to is the fellas, but hopefully it provokes thought and you guys too, for our female listeners, I'm so grateful for you, but why, why don't we take care of ourselves? Why is it fellas? And, and this, this is me too, man. Uh, I remember having, I had a real bad sciatica. It was so bad, man. I was literally hugging the mattress. It, it, I, was, I was in so much pain. And <laughs> it was like, why did I have to get to that point to where I am in agony before I'm like, okay, I'll go to the doctor. Like my wife is like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. You know, I got it. I'm going to be fine. You know, why, why are we so conditioned um, to be Superman? What, what is it with that? And I granted, it, it stems from way back before any of us who are listening to this even got here. And our fathers, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers to show uh, sickness, to show weakness, just equated to being not manly. And granted, I would say that's because they just didn't have the information at their disposal that we have today. There was not the collective data to say, hey, you know, 
um, it's okay to not be okay. You know, for from a society standpoint, it's okay to not be okay. Like, go to the doctor, man. You know, one one study I read said the only reason men come in this lady's office is if somebody else made their appointment for them because we just ain't gonna do it. We just we just ain't gonna do it. You know, we got to, as I say, we got to do better. Like, yo, it's 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 incredible, especially when we look at, you know, I know today's time period, like people hate data, they hate statistics, especially when that data and those statistics do not align with what they believe. So when we hear for some, when they hear information and it doesn't line, align with their personal thoughts, personal opinions, their personal feelings, they just write it off like it's not true. You know, in the United States, 33% of men do not feel they need yearly checkups. 33% of men walking around here feel that no, they don't need to go to the doctor. If the funny part about it, 75% of men who are pet owners will take their pets to the doctor before they take themselves. Like, that's crazy. You will, we, we, right? Outside of pets, right? I just thought those numbers were not were crazy. But outside of that, we will happily, naturally take care of everybody else before we even think about considering taking care of ourselves. We don't, we, we won't even, we won't even deal with it. You know, we will write off whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're going through, like it, like, like this is a joke, it's not happening, I'm not gonna worry about it. All is well, Bob's your uncle. And and that's just not it. 65% of men believe they're healthier than everybody. Talk about ego, man. Our ego. 65% of men think that they are healthier than everybody else. That's <laughs> no wonder, right? 40% of men interviewed said that they would get medical advice from social media. I think that just goes to this distrust of doctors that we have today. We know we never went to medical school. Um, we probably don't even know any medical doctors. We feel like we can go and get a medical degree just based off of WebMD. You know what I mean? Like it's we will self-diagnose ourselves before we actually go to the doctor just to just to prove that we are right just to prove we don't need no help we will go on the internet put it in google yo and when i say we please understand i'm talking about myself i got it just as bad we do not go in for our regular checkups and think the crazy part is we don't do it because we think we uh are doing our family like a service. Like me going not me not going to the doctor helps me protect the image that I have for my wife, for my kids, that you know, I'm strong and unbreakable. When the truth of the matter is, in other circumstances, we're well aware if you don't fix the problem at the root of a situation, it just gets worse. 
but we don't have that same energy as it pertains to our health. When it comes to our health, <laughs> you just feel we unbreakable. Like we just going to ignore the situation like it'll go away. Even though we know anything, nothing ignored goes away. Anything ignored goes away. Anything you sleep under the rug just creates a bigger pile <laughs> under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can one third of men feel as though they don't have to get an annual checkup? Like, their bodies just keep rocking. When 13% of men are in fair poor health, especially when you consider 14% 18 and older smoke cigarettes. And we already know that cigarettes, we call them cancer sticks. I've had my share of my cancer sticks. I've been there, done that. You know, if, if I'm out having a couple drinks, I probably smoke me a cancer stick or two. And none of that is good. None of that is healthy. And we are totally okay partaking in things that we know is not good for us. And we do it anyway. As if we are totally immune to the concept, to the risk that we're, we're immune to the risk of smoking. We're immune and we accept and sign our line that we say, hey, whatever the consequences are of doing this act, I accept. Like having unprotected sex. We know that having unprotected sex leads to AIDS, gonorrhea, syphilis, unwanted pregnancies. Like there's this whole slew of things. And well, let's, we just sign our name on the dotted line and then we'll get angry as it pertains to unprotected sex. We'll get angry with the person that either gets pregnant and or gave us a disease. We mad at them. If we decide to smoke a cigarette and next thing you know, we find out that due to smoking, now all of a sudden we got cancer, we mad at everybody else but ourselves. 51.9%, 20 and older, have high blood pressure and are taking medicine for hypertension. We, we die, men die five years earlier than women. I mean, this is, this is the circumstance that we put ourselves in when we decide, when we choose to, to not take care of ourselves, especially when our children want us to be healthy. For the most part, I would venture out that our partners desire us to be healthy. Our partners, I would say, would rather us be going to the doctor on a regular basis to find out what's going on with us so that we can do preventive measures. But they will be extremely heartbroken when we don't go to the doctor and we die from something that was easily preventable. Because most of the things that we die from, statistically, are things that we can fix. The number one issue with men is heart disease. The number one killer of men is heart disease. 40 and younger, we die from heart disease. The funny part about that heart disease that we die from is easily preventable if we were going to the doctor. It's something that can easily be prevented if we were going to the doctor. The second thing that we die from is cancer. Based on your family history and whatever, the second thing that men die from is cancer. And the funny thing about cancer, if you catch it early enough, there's a possibility 
that you can be relieved of it. I don't want to say be cured of it because to have a cure means that it'll never show up ever again. But some cancers, you might be able to deal with it from a position and, and keep a longer life. If you are going to the doctor on a regular basis. You know, I mean, we have to, fellas, as in everything we do in life, because God decided to make you a man, there is a responsibility for being a man. And that responsibility starts with something as simple as taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, if you don't prioritize yourself, how can you be there for others? And don't get it twisted. When I say prioritize yourself, taking care of yourself, that does not mean at the expense of others. It does not mean I'm going to prioritize myself to the point of me doing that very act makes other people feel bad. The, pri the prioritizing of my wants, if it belittles other people, if it makes other people feel small, if it makes other people feel inadequate, if it makes other people feel that you as a man are unobtainable, they can't reach you emotionally, they can't reach you physically, they can't reach you mentally, then what you're doing is toxic. But if you're like, hey, you know what? Today, I kind of need a minute. I kind of need a minute. I'm not, I'm not in a good headspace right now. If you're like, hey, you know what? I need, I need a day off today. I'm not, I'm just, I just can't handle it. Or, you know what? I need an extra 10 minutes to sleep. Or, you know, one of the things that I like to do, I like to play golf. I like my cigars. Those are things, those are my vices that I enjoy. And, and when you need it to uh, relax, to kind of, to kind of deal with your stresses because we all have them, then those things are okay as long as it's not at the expense of other people. I can't, I can't imagine anybody who loves you, who cares about you, and who desires you to be great and healthy when you tell them you need a minute would not desire you to have that minute. And whatever that minute is, you can decide whatever that minute is. But if you're doing that for self-care, you should do that. It's also a good way to set the example of like, hey, to your sons and to your daughters, like, yo, this is, this is how you express when, when you need a minute. This is how you do it. When you need a minute, you don't need to lash out to get it. You don't have to yell to get it. You don't have to become abusive to get it. And if that's what you're doing to get it, like I said, that's at the expense of somebody else, and that ain't it. You know what I mean? That, that, that ain't it. So you're like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't go to the doctor or um, I feel like I'm okay. I don't, you know, what are some, what are some things for me to know if possibly, because I'm Superman, if I potentially have a problem. If you are a snorer, you might want to get that checked out. If every time you lay down, if every time you go to sleep, we're not talking about you snored on Monday, but you know, you were fine Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or you were worked really hard, you were, you wore out and you were snoring. I'm talking about people who snore every single time they go to sleep. You, you need to go see a doctor because maybe you have sleep apnea. And if you have sleep apnea, that can lead to depression. That can lead to high blood pressure. 
It can lead to heart disease. You can have prediabetes or diabetes. You know what? Sleep apnea can lead to a stroke. Because when your sleep is being disrupted and every time you lay down and go to sleep, you feel like you've been hit by a truck and you've never, and, and um, no matter how much sleep you get, you just can't get rest. You need to go see a doctor because that can be serious. That, that can be deadly serious. Another reason, you know, you need to go get your blood checked and get your cholesterol levels looked at. Your cholesterol, if your cholesterol is high, man, uh, that, that, can, that can take you out of here. Because most people, you know, you're going to the doctor, maybe you're not giving blood, they're not, you're not getting your cholesterol numbers looked at. I ain't no doctor. I ain't no doctor. All I did was I read a whole bunch of articles. I, I scoured the internet to try to figure out why for why come we act like this. And this is one of the things that they were talking about, cholesterol. I do work out. I love going to the gym. I do, th I do take that serious. But for other people who do th that also have a very active lifestyle, that don't, you may have an active lifestyle and still be really unhealthy. That's why we have to get looked at. We got to get checked out. We got to get checked out. If you got chest pains, don't confuse chest pains with heartburn. Don't, don't confuse chest pains with heartburn because they are not the same. You, you know, they may feel kind of similar, but some, you know, having a heartburn and having a heart attack, I, God forbid, I deal with heartburn all the time, but God forbid I ever get a heart attack. I don't want to know what that feels like. I've, I've heard people talk about what that feels like, but that ain't something that I personally want to experience. I'd rather not. And if me going to the doctor once a year, uh, if me going to the doctor to say, hey, you know what, I've been having this issue, I've been feeling like this, this, and that will prevent me from having a heart attack, yo, listen, I'm going to do that. You need to do that too. Uh, you know, a squeezing pain, a feeling, uh, a feeling of fullness in your chest, like, like you can't swallow. If you're always getting cold sweats, nausea, lightheadedness. Pain in your arms, back, your, your, your stomach, your jaw, shortness of breath. Yo, them things being tied to chest pains. If you, you one of these people out here, one of these brothers out here dealing with these chest pains, listen, do me a favor. Do your family a favor. Do your loved ones a favor. Humble yourself. Put your pride aside and, and go, go get looked at. It's just so, it's so, so important. Erectile dysfunction is another big one. Some people think erectile dysfunction just means like, oh, you know, your mans ain't working. You know, if you got ED, then maybe you need to stop drinking alcohol and get in that gym. You know, alcohol can do that for you. Antidepressants can do that for you. But another, another element of people who have um, ED, it could be from diabetes, heart pressure, or heart disease, High blood pressure, you got low T levels, multiple, multiple sclerosis. And another thing, like, don't be thinking that the solution to your T levels means you need to go and take, like, some kind of supplement to get your T, your T cells up. Like, that ain't it. Sometimes you can easily fix that just through just normal exercise. If you're a person that deals with low T, I ain't no doctor. So please go and consult with a doctor who is a professional who went to school and studied it and passed exams to say that they are adequate enough to practice 
they medicines on you. I ain't that guy. And if you listen to this and you ain't got no MD, you ain't either. All I'm saying is some of the easiest ways to, to raise our T-cell count, if it's low, is through exercise. I'm, I'm not, I, I ain't the one that made it up. That's just what they say. But I do know that 30 million American men experience this very treatable condition. 30 million men. So if you are experiencing ED, don't be out here thinking that it's something that is uncommon. Don't be out here feeling as if you're inadequate. Don't be feeling like that because your men's ain't operating the way that um, you would like it to, that that makes you less of a man because it doesn't. It just means you need to go to the doctor. It just means you need to go get it looked at and find out what's happening. That's all that means. If you have trouble urinating, you need to go and get that looked at. If you're always needing to stop and start repeatedly while going, like you just don't got a continuous flow, go get it looked at. Yo, this conversation is like so embarrassing. Having this conversation is uncomfortable, even for me, like as we talk about this. As we talk about like, like to, to our body's functions and all that kind of whatnot, that's just not what we do. And when we do do it, you know, we probably do it with those that are closest to us. But that's the point of this community. The point of this community is where we can have these hard conversations, these difficult conversations, these conversations that are beyond uncomfortable. We got to do that so that we can be better. Because that's, that's what we just want to be better in every facet of our life. Waking up more than twice during the night to go to the bathroom. Yo, like, listen, because I wake up like two or three times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And a lot of times I feel like that's just because of the amount of liquid I take in throughout the day. So I just had to stop drinking liquids after a certain time period. You know, and maybe I do need to get that looked at. Matter of fact, I do got a doctor's appointment coming up, and I will actually bring it up to my doctor. Is it normal for me to get up about two to three times? No more than that, about two to three times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I don't got a flow problem, but I do get up. As it pertains to a flow problem, if you got weak urine flow, you need to get it looked at because those, all of these things that we just talking about, needing the, the needing to go and you're starting, you're starting and you're stopping, Waking up multiple times in the middle of the night, uh, weak urine flow, those things could equate to prostate cancer. I ain't no doctor. This is this information that I personally read up on. You can read up on it too. I'm not diagnosing anybody. I am not an expert. I used the internet to inform myself not to treat myself. Because if you're using the internet to treat yourself, my brother, chances are you've already lost. So please, right, don't take what I'm talking about. Don't take what you think without that MD by your name as if you know what you're talking about. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, you work out outside, you, you, you got an outside job, you are a contractor, you have a, a landscaping business, whatever, you might want to make sure your skin is doing right. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, especially here in Texas, it gets so hot, so we get those tans. You know, we get those golfing tans. We got those, I've been outside cutting the grass tans. If your kids play a lot of sports, we got the, we got the clothes that we're wearing at the sport event, tans. But 
If it has an uneven coloring, man, you might want to get it checked out. If, if it's growing or changing in appearance, you might want to get it checked out. It's not showing signs of healing. Anything on your skin, if it's not showing signs of healing, you might want to get it checked out because those potentially could mean you got skin cancer. And these are things that we deal with as men. Women deal with some of these issues too, but I don't know nothing about no woman's body, so I'm not finna go sit up here and have anything to say about how a woman's body works because I ain't no woman. I have no experience at being one, so therefore I can't speak on it. But what I can speak on, even for our woman listeners, women, I don't think y'all have a problem going to the doctor. I don't think so. When I think about it, you know, I don't... I think my wife go to the doctor like she's supposed to. Y'all got them mammograms and other grams and well, y'all be going through it. If I was a woman, I wouldn't want to go to the doctor, you feel me? Because well, y'all be going through it. You know, another thing that we deal with, man, is depression. We deal with depression. Some some men feel like admitting mental health issues means they're a failure or that there's something wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with you. There really isn't. There's something wrong with you when you don't get it looked at. There's something wrong with you when you don't want to get help, when you don't want to get assistance, when you feel as if you're unbeatable. That's just something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that mindset. Feeling anxious or restless. You're feeling tired, unable to sleep, or too much sleep. You're overeating or you don't want to eat. Having thoughts of suicide or attempts of suicide. You're having issues concentrating, remembering details. You're withdrawing from family and friends. Those are signs of depression. Those are things that we got to be looking at not only for ourselves, but for the people around us too. When people are having issues, it is our job and it is our responsibility to lean in, not to run from. We have to lean in to not only our problems, by taking ownership of our problems, by taking accountability, of our problems, but when it comes to those that we love, whatever they're dealing with, we gotta lean into that. How can we be of assistance? What do you need from me? By just asking those questions, not assuming that we can fix it. I, ha I suffer from the same disease too, the fix it disease. I got the same problem, the fix it. I can fix it, I can fix it, I can fix it. But sometimes brothers, we can't fix it. Sometimes the way we do fix it is by asking, what do you need? How can I be there? Do you need somebody to talk to? Do you need me to go get somebody? Do you? Because you're asking them what they need and you are allowing them to guide you on their wants. Not you making decisions about what they want. Not you making a decision about what they need. Not you making a decision about what they should be doing. Because those aren't things that we adequately do for ourselves. So how can we have an opinion about what somebody else should be doing when we don't do that for ourselves? And fellas, even if you do do that for yourself, that does not mean you get to push what you do for yourself on other people. Everybody has their right to go through this journey the way that they see fit but we still have to be there for them to assist and guide and help. Assist, guide, and help. You can assist them by listening. You can guide them by them telling you what their goals, what their aspirations are, what it is that they want, and you can help guide them along that path if it's something that you do. Like no different than a trainer. 
A trainer guides the client. The client still got to do all the work, but the trainer is there to assist with the program. The trainer is there to help them achieve what it is that they said that they want. But Larry, what if they're not telling me nothing? Then you know what you can give? You give them your presence. And I ask that you give yourself your presence. I ask that the way you give yourself your presence by being honest with yourself. Because if you don't like how you look in the mirror, and I'm not talking about your physical presence here. I'm talking about what you see when you look at you. Are you happy with your choices? Then good. Are you not happy with your choices? Then what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Well, I ain't got no friends. I ain't got no tribe. I ain't got none of that. Well, that's not true, bro, because if that's the case, you can send me a message. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm going to get to it. But if I see it, I definitely will respond to it as long as, you know, don't be coming at no shim-sham. You know, we talked about that. We're not doing none of that shim-sham. We're not doing none of that negativity. Living a life of negativity only hinders yourself. Living a life of negativity only displays your own weakness. When you live a life and everything that you talk about is negative or everything that you talk about as it pertains to other people are negative. When you feel as if your existence, you exist just to put other people down. If you exist just to put other people down, all you're doing is it displaying the weakness that you feel as it pertains to yourself. Does that mean like we don't have moments of weakness, that we don't have moments of anger, that we don't have moments of discontent? Of course. That's, that's just called being a man. That's just called like, like living life, being on a journey of life. But you are accountable for how you choose to display it. You are accountable for that. But anyway, I just thought it was really important that we got together to kind of just discuss our health, man. That we got together just to kind of discuss where we at as it pertains to our health. I understand that getting checkups ain't always so simple when it comes to medical insurance and who's going to pay for it and where the money going to come from to get these checkups. I understand that everything is not so easy. I understand that everything is not so simple. But whatever we have to do to be able to be on top of our health, whatever that picture looks like, only you know, I would say let's not make excuses about why we don't. Because the worst thing that can happen is when it gets serious, now you're in a doctor trying to figure out how to save your life. You're talking to doctors about how to uh, provide some kind of quality of life. Because I, I can't think of, and I'd rather have debt and be alive with my family. That sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. But I would imagine my family would rather have the debt with my life than the debt without my life. If you have to choose which one to carry, I would imagine your family would rather carry the debt with you alive and healthy versus carrying a debt without you at all. But look here, 
I really enjoyed y'all company today. And if you ain't figured it out yet, if you're trying to help God when he don't need no help, chances are you're already lost. Peace.